Hey, what's up, everybody? Yes, I know this is a rarity. Uh, this is a, called a podcast. We're actually doing one. Um, I know uh, last year I, I said we we're going to try to be more regular with the podcast, and uh, we sucked at that. So this year, uh, we're going to try to do it again. And um, we're excited to start off the 23-24 season uh, here at BBA. I've got uh, a couple buddies here. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Uh, Blaine Clowater. Uh, Blake, the media guy. The media <laughs> Is guy? that your last name? Media? I think it should be by now. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Uh, so these knuckleheads have been uh, a part of BBA here for uh, a couple of years now. And um, awesome to have them here today. And we're going to just dive right in, guys. Um, you know, something that we get asked year after year after year is, uh, what do I need to get set up and prepared and ready for the upcoming season? And, and um, you know, what's interesting about that, over the years, our answer has continuously changed, right? Um, we get different goodies, the sleds change, uh, our type of riding changes, and all of that stuff. So I asked the boys last night to, uh, you know, you guys get to do what I do, right? You're on the snow um, a lot. And uh, Blaine is a guide for us. Blake tries to follow us around, capturing all the shenanigans that we have on the on the mountain. And so, um, you know, that's the fun part of the job. But the serious part of the job is, you know, being prepared for any situation and making sure that your day on the mountain is not only safe but enjoyable. And so that's kind of what, you know, when we talk about the must-haves or what we want to um, talk to you guys about um, is – you know, making everything on the mountain seem easy because we're prepared. Um, you can see the tunnel bag here. Um, it allows me to be able to carry things like, um, you know, spare spindle. Kyle's really hard on stuff, especially well, A-arms. Those are like a dime a dozen. We carry about 10 of those in there. Um, one thing, this is where it kind of starts getting a little complicated, you know, having to carry like things like skis. Um, you know, again, thankfully the large tunnel bag accommodates things like that and this is the worst one but we've had to use it before in the past um you know i just had to carry get this out of the tunnel bag but and so we're gonna kind of dive right in um blaine i'm gonna start with you and you know this is kind of a little bit of a loaded question and it can go a bunch of different ways but you know being a being a guide here you you were a guide up in uh, northern colorado for a bunch of years and then i snaked you down here and uh um, you've, uh, you know, your fit here at BBA has been seamless and we love having you and, um, you know, talk about kind of your approach, getting ready for not only the year, but guiding clients and, and all of that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Definitely, uh, love the opportunity and last year was a great year and looking forward to getting right back into it this year. Um, just getting ready for the season. I mean, we're doing a little elk hunting, getting out in the woods, uh, getting hiking, heavy packs, moving around. So that definitely helps with uh, getting ready for the season. But, uh, you know, I just sold my sled last week. So now I'm thinking about what I'm going to do again this year for a build. I had a 850 Chaos 155 last year. And I got humbled quickly with that thing. <laughs> for you guys who haven't ridden here in Colorado at our place, um, you know, Kyle is trying to get me on a 155. Blaine's like, dude, come on, be a part of the 155 team. And I'm like, 
I like the top of the mountain, not the middle part of the mountain. Uh, and, you know, Blaine was riding in northern Colorado where, you know, it's it's – I call it cheater snow, hero snow. I mean, it gets deep, of course, but you have this thing called a base, which we don't have here. Um, and you, you know, you sign up right away for a 155 chaos, and I'm like, eh, we'll see. Yeah. So the beginning of the season, like, I figured it out pretty quick. I need to get on a 165. The snow here is just hollow and punchy, and you're you're getting traction off dirt and logs, and as opposed to actual snow. So. You're welcome. <laughs> So that transition was fun. So I did get a 165 boost, and that, that made a world of difference. Uh, it took a while to get used to it. It takes a little bit longer to get that thing to turn around, and not as playful. But yep, once you get you get that timing down, it's it's unstoppable. Well, I see on your list here you have you you did your ten must-haves from a sled setup. And did you when you did your list, did you number these by priority for you? For the most part, I did. I mean, not a hundred percent, but. Yeah, number one for, for must-haves and priorities is, is clutching. I mean, if you don't have your sled clutched right, you're missing out on some power. And, you know, you could have all the other parts in the world. And if it's not clutched right, you're leaving, leaving power on the table. Well, and Blaine got a little sneak peek of what is all involved with how much time and effort that we put into the the Brandt Custom Clutch Kit here at BBA. I mean, it was about Cuba 14 days of, uh, yeah. I, I've got, yeah, I've got uh, many days of clutching and pulling secondaries, putting them back on, primaries on, off, everything. Just, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I can't even imagine. It actually, it sucks. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be straight up. Um, you know, there was several days where the snow was incredible and all we were doing is going back and forth uh, from the hill to the trailer, from the hill to the trailer um, for like, well, 14 straight days, you know, uh, and trying to, to we're, we're very meticulous. We try a lot of different setups and, in, and you know, what we settle on and it's why, you know, we are really close, but we haven't released our 9R clutch kit um, and our 23 boost clutch boost clutch kit is actually done uh just waiting on a couple components so we're excited about that finally so that will take care of our 20 through 22 through 24 boost clutch kits and then our 9r we just need a little bit of validation on some snow which heck man we might even get this uh this week so i'm uh, excited about that so to to your point um i can't disagree um you know we were talking about this before we went on air um a properly set up snowmobile, it's not like we need more power out of a Boost or a 9R or, you know, an 850, right? We just need to get the most out of these machines to make them awesome. Yep, absolutely. And that's why my number two is changing out the silencer, whether it's a Diamond S or an SLP, just shedding some of that weight. I mean, it's that stock can is heavy and not that you're gaining a bunch of power. It's more about that weight. Yeah. Um, and, and one other thing that, you know, we truly live by here is um yes I, I think all of us we run a different silencer the the manufacturers have their hands tied when it comes to you know sound emissions and and just emissions in general and so that's why the big suitcases on there i mean all all three oems have you know large silencers on their sled and so you know that's kind of a, a no-brainer and a and a easy one is to swap out the silencer but most importantly for us here not only the weight but is the sound um and you know we try to um not try to we 
we make sure that we are running a silencer that is not loud, not obnoxious, and won't piss anybody off uh, who's out there enjoying um, the same terrain that we are. Yeah, yeah we, and we like our riding areas. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yep. And if you get stuck too, and you need a ski pole, I'm not going to be giving you a ski pole if you got a race can on. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We know, like when when the clients show up and they bring their sled in, it, it's got one of those loud ass cans on there. We're like, well, unfortunately, you are now the ski puller for the next three days uh, on your snowmobile. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that that's a great one. Oh, what's your number three? Number three is the DuraPro combo, the tether and the ski rubbers. Um, just it sucks to have problems with ski rubbers blowing out and that magnetic tether is amazing I mean we pull that thing on and off a hundred times a day getting on and off our sleds and it's so easy just to throw it on there magnetic you don't even have to look but Blaine your sled already has a tether we've been about that forever and your sled already has a tether which I'll give it to Polaris it's I'm glad we have that from the factory but this is just one of those things it's just a step up it's uh it's on my list too and I think that's been it was interesting. So, um, you know, we've been running the DuraPro magnetic tether for quite a few years now. And then in uh, 22, when Polaris came out with the factory tether, um, you know, from a, from a cost standpoint as a business owner, I'm like, man, to switch all these sleds out to tethers. And we actually ran the stock ones. And I didn't realize, like, I, and again, kudos. We finally have a tether. Everyone should wear one, all of that. But I really missed the convenience of how easy the DuraPro tether is. And then uh, we all know last year we, we made it mandatory for all of the guide sleds, all of the fleet sleds to run the DuraPro tether just because it's just so much nicer. It is. It, the ease of it is amazing. Yep. Cool. Number four. Number four, I'm going with lightweight again, getting the uh, Skins Helium hood. Uh, not only are you losing weight, you got that heated storage. And you're bringing all that weight from the top of the hood down lower. It adjusts the screen angle. It's just uh, it, it's a go-to for me. Dude, did you, like, just copy and paste my list? Or <laughs> what did you do here? Oh, I'm reading the wrong list. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Blake, you can attest to this. Um, you know, your what your job on the mountain, you know, of capturing content and cameras, electronics and all that stuff. I mean, you're probably number one might even be the helium hood for, for the reasons. It, it actually is. So if any of you guys who are creatives who go out on the hill, um, you know that batteries don't like the cold. Mm -hmm. So if my batteries are, are cold and I'm losing battery life, I can't do my job effectively. So the helium hood is actually my uh, number one yeah. because I need to have everything warm, uh, including gloves in the storage compartment. They stand. I was just going to say that. They, I was uh, like, I've seen you like, yeah. those have been lifesavers, right? Those, yep. those warm gloves, you pull them out of the hood. Cause yep. when you're barehanded with that camera, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Aluminum camera bodies and, and cold and hands don't go together. So yep. um, yeah, definitely helium hood for me. Um, and then, yeah, Blaine, what else you got on yours? I got number five is shocks. Okay. Uh, I run the Fox QS3 shocks, and that adjustability is is amazing on the trail. Yeah. And I remember one time last year, <laughs> you're <laughs> like, you stole the story, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you keep wheeling over backwards here, and you need to get to the top of the mountain and quit playing around in the meadow. <laughs> Why don't you turn your lockout on? I'm like, lockout. What? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and Blaine, it was one of those moments and luckily it was early in the season. So you could take more advantage of it uh, later in the season, but you know, I'm literally sitting up top 
facing downhill, watching you just like do, and this is when you were on your 55. Um, and you're just like going back and forth and like hop over, bow tie. And I'm like, Blaine, get up here. I'm trying. <laughs> And I'm like, are you in lockout? You're, and to your point, like, what lockout? I'm like, dude, lock out your rear shock. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I went two years with those shocks <laughs> without using lockout. I knew it was there, but I never used it. And, and like, you know, and tell these guys, I mean, what, what was it like literally? I mean, you literally turned around at the bottom and came straight up. And it, it was like going from a 55 to a 65 almost. It just kept that nose planted and just going straight up. It made it easy. Yeah. It, it made me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and 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 I think this is this is what's so cool is you know you putting your your kind of your list in somewhat order you know and for a lot of guys shocks is at the bottom of the list right it's like all of the other things it's you know i like how on a lot of people's lists it's performance 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 like that's the top of the list. And I think what you guys are going to notice is on our list, performance is like, besides clutching and the silencer, you know, those are kind of the two just all we're trying to do is get the most out of the sled. But the, the performance side of things is way at the bottom because, you know, the machines are so incredible now. All we're wanting to do is make the sled easier to ride, easier to handle. And, um, you know, at four o'clock, we always talk about this at four o'clock in the bottom of the hole, you want your sled to perform handling wise you just needed to handle right yep. you don't yep. need more power to get out of there let me get that's more of a mess you just needed to handle so it's cool for to see that the shocks have had that big of an influence on on you especially from you know day in and day out yep i mean you can add all the performance you want but you got to carry that momentum and if you can't carry that momentum up the hill like those shocks really help absorb some of those bumps and you're able to keep more momentum so yep sometimes you don't even need that power you just need Need to be smooth. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I see where you're kind of going with your number six and seven. It's kind of you know one goes with the other, right? Your kind of handlebar controls. Talk about that. Yeah, the heated brake lever and throttle block. Uh, I mean, you have your finger on the brake, twenty four seven. I yeah. remember the first time I came out and rode with you. You. This was a long time ago. This bef before you worked for us. Yep. yep. You. Uh, you're looking at me and you just flip me off. And I, I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> I, I thought you were a nice guy. You just flip me off. Like what I do wrong. And then you're yelling finger on the brake, finger on the brake. I'm like, Oh, as I'm walking back towards my sled after I've fallen off, like, <laughs> that would, that might've helped. Yeah. So, well, and it's amazing. And we talk about this, I mean, year after year, day after day with our clients and everything. And, you know, I flip everybody off because I use my middle finger. A lot of guys use their pointer finger or two finger, what, whatever, you know, the reason that we talk about that so much is that it allows you to be more aggressive with the throttle, but get back in control with the brake and that reaction time from a closed fisted riding on the handlebar to getting that finger on the brake. You've already gone past the point where you needed to get back into control. And so again, on those January days, February days where it is just balls cold, having that finger out there on that non-heated brake lever, it sucks. Your finger gets cold. And then when your finger gets cold, you put it back on the handlebar to get warm. And then you're like, I literally cannot ride without a finger on the brake. It's like impossible. Oh, it's weird. It's like, weird now, can't, right? Can't do it. Yeah. And it's more than just the heated brake lever. You have that adjustability and that yeah. skins lever too. So you can get it closer, further away based on your hand size. Yeah. And that's a really good point. Um, and that's why we do sell a non-heated lever. Some guys who ride in maybe 
I don't know, maybe areas where it's not cold. I don't know if that exists, but, um, you know, we do sell a non-heated adjustable brake lever and the adjustability is the throw from the brake lever, the distance between the handlebar grip and the brake lever. And so, um, you know, being able to, for a middle finger guy, I run my brake lever further out, a pointer finger guys run it closer to the handlebar. So to have the adjustability, so there's no excuse not to have your finger over the brake is, is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the throttle block. Talk about some of those benefits that, um, you know, the, and it's why it's on all of our lists. Again. Yeah. The snow and ice buildup on, on the stock throttle block is sometimes creates an issue. So with that skins throttle block, they've just machined all the unnecessary parts away from it. And it's just bare minimum. Uh, it, it just cleans it up a lot better and works much better. Yeah. Um, you know, we all dream of those days when it's over the over the hood deep and snows everywhere flying. Well, um, you know, the stock throttle block with without, if you don't do the due diligence of keeping it clean and snow cleared out and all that, you can run into icing issues. Um, and so again, um, and, and they're still like on that day, I mean, there, you still have to be mindful on a skin throttle block, but it is, you know, 95% of the days, it's literally never an issue. And, and it's again, one of those ones that from a peace of mind standpoint and, in that position when it's three feet deep and you cannot have a bobble or anything, you know, that's where the, the throttle block is pretty key. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not an issue very often, but it takes one day for it to be an issue and it's, it's worth it right there. Yep. Cool. All right. So that takes care of six and seven. How about number eight? Number eight, I got uh, a tunnel bag and I run the uh, lock and ride large tunnel bag. Um, I try and keep as much weight off my back as possible. I mean, I in my backpack, I've got my shovel, probe, and just avalanche essentials, Abby bag, you know, beacons on me. Everything else, all my food, water, tools, all that stuff is going in my tunnel bag or on my sled somewhere to, to keep weight down so I can maneuver on my sled. Yeah, and it's... Um again, you know, I see guys who either A, don't run a tunnel bag, and they're the first ones I yell at. I'm like, dude, where's all your stuff? And if they have stuff, which I'll not yell as loud, they say they have it in their backpack. And I'm like, well, why? Well, what if I get separated from my sled? There is some of that. Yep. Okay. And I, I, I agree. And that's why, like, in just to your point, in our backpacks, we carry the essentials. We have, uh, you know, I have a mini first aid kit. I don't have my full first aid kit. My big first aid kit is in my tunnel bag. Right. But I have my, my spare pair of gloves in case I got to stay the night. I got my spare pair of socks. Um, I've got my extra base layer in case I got to stay the night. If I don't have my sled, I do need to make sure that I'm self-sufficient, yep. right? But with that being said, everything else is going on my trusty steed. It's going in, in, in the tunnel bag, right? And, and the new tunnel bag for the Matrix is about as cool as it gets with how easy it goes on and off. Um, the storage capacity is really good. And then new for this year, guys, um, the large tunnel bag has two uh, configurations or options. The black bag is has the, the zipper uh, flap open. And then the colored bag, so like the lime blue and red, um, actually they have a like a, like a dry bag type uh, roll bag system in there, which I got to use last year. Um, at first, I was like, I'm not going to like this. I like the zipper. It's just easier to get in and out. And then after using like the dry bag type system, I'm going that direction. I, I, I really like it. Um, I can actually fit a little more 
some more things in there too with that. Um, and then, you know, from a waterproof, it's like a hundred percent waterproof in the, uh, large tunnel bag. We were running the, the waterproof liners. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I run that small liner bag just to have toolkit and essentials in there and then have room for all your waters and snacks and stuff on the other side. Cool. Yeah. Tunnel bag, uh, very essential. What's number nine. Number nine. I put down a rear bumper with support. Yep. Um, and you know, it's interesting that this is on your list, but, um, and this is why it's so awesome to ask different people what their priorities are and, you know, kind of explain that. Well, I mean, you know, with all these hopovers and wheelie turnarounds and really messing up, (laughs) I, uh, I like some more support on that rear bumper, uh, just to keep it from tweaking or twisting a little bit, just give you a little bit of peace of mind. Yep. Um, it's not a hundred percent necessary, but it, uh, it goes a long way to have those supports on there. Yeah, and, and we run the skins one, um, which uh, adds some support brackets down the down the side, and actually, you know, the kickback up uh, with the bumper gets it out of the way of the snow a little bit more too. Yep. Yep. So cool. Number ten, your last one. Number ten, I I chose uh, Arctic FX wrap. Um, it just kind of is a protector for your entire sled. Um, I've had years where I've taken wraps off, and the panels look brand new. Every like the sled looks basically brand new. It's like putting new plastics on your dirt bike. Yeah. Um, it uh, it looks good for one, and uh, I've heard that it adds seven horsepower. Wraps do <laughs> actually. That is, um, yeah. Jordan has dynoed many snowmobiles at his place, um, and has confirmed that it is about seven horsepower for a fresh Arctic FX wrap. So well, there you go. Good. The Dude, only he, the he, only person that that doesn't apply to is Kyle. No matter what wrap he puts on his side, they just don't first seem ride. to hold them together. First ride. <laughs> His, uh, he'll have some decal <laughs> ripped off and just side panel a hole in it. And, oh, gosh, I wish he was here to – we could give him some crap about that. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Um, we'll we'll kind of talk about um, some of this other stuff here in a bit. But, um, you know, that – you know, this is a top ten list coming from a guy who's on the snow 80 to 100 times a year um, and just – is you know again when we talk about the conveniences of snowmobiling we want it to be comfortable and um that's a pretty solid list thank you all right blake um so little different use to man right not not guiding not pulling as many skis we still definitely put you through the ringer i said as many i was nice um but just different use to man right um so let's uh, let's roll through your list Okay, so on my sled, I don't get the luxury of running a tunnel bag because I have to protect my cameras. Um, so I end up having a hard case on the back of my sled. Um, so I was going to say must be nice when you're like, yeah, I can take all the weight right off me. It's super great. I'm like, wow, that must be nice because you lift up my pack versus Blaine's pack, and it's like 20 pounds difference. Um, so my like what Chris said, my use demands are a little bit different. So um, not having the tunnel bag, I have to stay light. Um you know, a lightweight toolkit, stuff like that is important to me. Um, also running a handlebar bag to get as much weight as I can off of me for where I can get to like quick tooling, um, where I can keep a spare pair of gloves, spare pair of goggles um, for when Chris or Kyle roost me when I'm getting that, you know, behind shot coming in and then there's just nothing but Enter shot like getting roosted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It won't be hard to find. I got a couple of them. You see the back of my head? No, that's from Chris, dude. Okay, good. Right here. I'm standing right here. Comes right behind it's me. Not good. Just roost. It's not good, but I'm just glad it wasn't me this time. <laughs> so the handlebar bag for me is huge. Um, 
and, and just having all that right at your fingertips. Yeah. Right? And, and it's, it's, pre- it's same for you. Yeah, and, and it's awesome, too. Again, with that handlebar bag, it's in the center of the snowmobile, so the weight has little little to no effect versus like a tunnel bag way in the back, mm-hmm. right? So um, kind of to reiterate your list, we'll kind of start like your number one is your helium hood. Yep. Number two is your handlebar bag, so you can have all your conveniences. What, what do you got next? Uh, actually, one that we None of you guys put on your list. Uh, no, 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 no. You haven't seen my list okay, yet. Okay, okay, okay. So for me, it's gauntlets. Yeah. Um, That's like number one for yeah, me. Yeah, I overlooked yeah. that one. <laughs> I overlooked that. Yeah, gauntlets for the sole purpose of, I mean, you guys have seen where Chris rides. So wherever Chris rides, that's where I have to ride, obviously. Um, so between the protection on my hands with sticks and bashing through the trees and then also keeping my hands that much warmer because I have to run really thin gloves to be able to either peel them off quick to grab a camera to get that ready. Uh, so uh, gauntlets for sure. Um, that, I mean, and I'll, uh, yeah, simple. and I'll, I'll expand on the gauntlets on, on, you know, my list here, but it's become, you know, the original version was like this huge thing that you could go run the iron dog with, uh, which had its place. But, you know, we've really whittled it down and they're small, they're compact, they're effective. They go on and off the sled easy. And in the end, they protect your hand and keep them warm. So um, that's why we're always sold out of them. And yeah, we're trying. We have a lot on order and Skins is kicking butt. And so we should have them back in stock here uh, shortly. Okay, cool. Gauntlets. Uh, Next one, we talked about clutching. Um, For me, it's important. I don't need more power. I just need to get the most out of what's already there. Um, So we we touched base on that, though. And then uh, also on my list was the SLP can cooker. Um, Who doesn't like having hot lunch out on the mountain? It's the best. I'm telling you, (laughs) I I had an email come through. Do you carry the Diamond S silencer without the cooker mount? And I... I like literally called him. I'm like, hi, sir. This is Chris Brandt. What are you thinking, pal? <laughs> I mean, you have this oven that is on all the time that would cook your food perfectly. And you don't want to do, uh, we, we joked about it and had fun. And he did end up ordering the silencer with the, with the cooker. So, and I'm like, dude, it's even free right now. Like literally you buy a diamond S you get the cooker for free. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you out my friend. So he, he took advantage of it. So then with going with the helium hood, having some sort of helmet light yeah, um, for me, the helmet light, I've got video where it wasn't a ride that we were on, but it was a ride I was actually on with Frank from Ice Age and his buddy. And we got in this creek and (laughs) Skidoo blew the entire right side off. Um, So Skylar, if you're watching this, sorry, buddy, I'm calling you out. But uh, yeah, about four hours getting out of there was already dark. And without having a helmet light, I would have been screwed yeah so that, which one do you run um i'm kind of in between lights right now so i know we've been running the franken lights yeah um those have been good um and now with the new helium hood deal they got the oxbow deal so i'm excited to see that yeah. as well yep um so there's uh, there's a lot of options out yeah. there i think um you know oxbow's uh really pushing uh which is great i think um they're uh, they have two different versions, like the the flashlight type, and then the one that actually plugs into a battery pack or your sled. Yep. Um, so, a couple options out there. Just make sure, and you know that's what's pretty awesome about for this year. You know our helium hood options. We have a light finally, so that's that's really cool. Um, so make sure you guys take advantage of that. So also mentioned on our 
on our list was that Dura Pro Tether. Yeah. And uh, ski rovers. Um, the Dura Pro Tether, the amount of times that I'm on and off a sled, like, <laughs> so with the handlebar bag too, where yeah. you have your, your tether clicked in, if you, if it's not magnetic, you're like kind of, cause you can't see it, right? You're Lift like, the bag. Yeah. Out you're of... trying to fish underneath where now I can just go and you hear the like audible click and you're like, okay, I'm good to go. Yeah. So it's, it's great. You can't beat it. And they're, they're ski rovers. I didn't have to replace a ski rover once last year. So yeah. That was Pretty dang neat. That's awesome. And yeah. that's something that, you know, again, every single one of our sleds here, no matter if it's a personal sled or fleet sled, will have um, they have those uh, equipped and ready to go. And then we throw the stock one in our bag for a spare in case. Because here's the deal. You want the ski rubber to fail in a really bad one. Because if it doesn't, if the ski rubber is too strong, and we've seen this, uh, I remember testing a compound for DuraPro that was even stronger because guys were complaining that, hey, I can still fail a uh, ski rubber. And it's like, well, when you nose into a creek and the ski goes like this, if the ski rubber doesn't fail, what it does is it literally will rip the ski bolt out of the ski and then you're really screwed. Okay. So you need a failure point. And I would rather the failure point be still be the ski rubber and have it be more durable than stock versus it literally ripping the bolt out of the ski and then you're screwed. So, um, there's a balance there and you know, there are other, now there are other companies making ski rubbers out there and, um, you know, I haven't got to, to test any of them, but I know there is this fine line of it being too, too strong or too yep. tough. Yeah, it's got to fail somewhere. It's just like when you start getting aftermarket A-arms. A-arms yeah. They get stronger and stronger, and then you bend a bulkhead, and then instead of buying a new A-arm, you're buying a new snowmobile. Yep. 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 Um, last one that I just thought about that is actually not on my list is radios. Uh, yeah. The communication. And, and it's so crazy how far, like, the avalanche stuff, is, avalanche stuff has come, and the radios mm-hmm. have come where – five, ten years ago even, we I didn't still ride see with guys, radios, you're just yeah. yelling in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> looking like an idiot, you know, and like, you can't hear people, Yeah, you know, so the the radio for me too, with like, when we're doing, when we're doing shots on, on the snow, like, are you ready? If I can't hear you, that shot's blown. You get one shot, Yeah, you know, when the snow's fresh. So having, having good radio communication, all that stuff is so crucial. For yeah. Me. And I have uh, you know, gear must have list too, that I'll just briefly go over and we can kind of talk about that, but you know, radios are a hundred. I mean, and here's what's so funny, right? Like we would never, ever, ever go out on our snowmobile without a radio. And now like when we go dirt biking, I'm like, why are we not using radios? <laughs> I mean, <Right>? yeah. <laughs> are you back there? Oh, we've been, we've done this before. So um, yeah, they're very useful. Uh, again, bunch of different options, BCAs, Oxbows, Baofangs. I mean, there's a ton of different options from a radio standpoint. Um, just make sure you and your group, and well, here's what's even better now, right? On the players, you got the 7S gauge. Um, so I call, hey, Kyle, you got a copy? Yep. Are you stuck? No, no, uh-uh. Nope, I'm not stuck. I'm uh, just changing my gloves. Huh, you've been there for a while. I mean, I can see on the screen <laughs> that you haven't moved. In. I mean, no, it doesn't take anyone 10 minutes to change gloves, pal. So uh, we have a lot of fun with, with that. So, well, great, guys. Um, I think those are um, two lists. And, and again, guys, I want to reiterate, right? Um, just... Um, no one's talked about a big Boreat or twin pipes and which we all love that stuff. And don't get me wrong. I love, um, you know, we love the, the sled aspect of this sport and everything too. But, you know, when we talk about the title of this 
podcast of, you know, 23, 24 must-haves. Like, what is the must-have to go out there and ensure that we're going to have a good day on the snow? And so um, there will be a lot of redundancy between these two guys' lists and my list, but I'll kind of um, I'll kind of go through it. And so um, first and foremost, when I get my sled, I want to set it up for me. And, um, and, you know, Blaine's taller than me, Blake's shorter than me. Um, and so we are all always tweaking our setup, right? Like pointer finger guy, pointer, pointer finger, finger guy. Yep. So on your brake controls, you know, their brake master cylinder is over here. Mine's over here. Throttles up or down. Like all of these things are really important from a sled setup wise. And so <clears throat> I talk about the convenience package. This is something that literally will go on every single one of my snowmobiles, uh, you know, each and every day that I ride. And that consists of heated brake lever, handlebar bag, tunnel bag, gauntlets, and four inch bars. Um, I am a, I, if I'm riding a, like a fleet sled, I will pick a sled that has five inch bars, but my personal sleds all have four inch bars. Um, we took a, a one year off uh, manufacturing and building four inch bars, but we're back with those. So I'm excited to be offering those again. We'll have those back in stock. And this year they're actually coming with grips and heaters installed already. So we're super excited about that. So I'm a four inch handlebar guy. Um, you guys see pretty much every single day from a GoPro clip, you see me rocking gauntlets because I like warm hands. Uh, my tunnel bag, as we talked about, I'm running the roll top large tunnel bag uh, for this year. Got to run it a bunch last year and the roll top for me just works really well. Um, handlebar bag, same thing, Blake, we've got a video out there up on our YouTube channel. You can see what all I carry, but I mean, it is, it is essential. You know, I have all of my stuff that I get in and out, my beanie, my, an extra spare pair of gloves, my goggles, my Leatherman, my helmet light, my clutching tools, like all that stuff is right there. And it's so convenient. And, and, um, that, that's a no brainer heated brake lever. Um, it's, I just, I think it's silly to ride without one. So, um, and then I guess probably I would do what Blaine did. I would add in that convenience package. I have it in my must haves, but, um, in the convenience package, I would probably put the throttle block in there too. Yep. So I'll kind of rifle through these quickly cause we've talked about it a bunch. Um, you know, and then moving on to kind of the must haves and this is, this has already been covered on both these guys lists, but I'll just expand on it. So the, the skins throttle block, the DuraPro combo, um, again, the, the tether is, a big difference. Um, and thank you Polaris for including a tether. Thank you DuraPro for, um, doing what aftermarket does and, uh, taking what stock does and trying to figure out a way to make it cooler and better. And they have, it's cool. Um, clutch kit. I don't have to tell you guys, um, if you're not running optimum RPM on your snowmobile, your buddy's going to beat you. Um, especially if he bought our clutch kit. Okay. So, um, we did all the work. We write all the notes, tell you what to run, put the clutch kit in and your sled will be better. So that's, it's as simple as that. I'm a diamond S silencer guy. Um, what it was 12 pounds, 12. Yes. Yeah, it's 12 pounds, 12 pounds, 12 freaking pounds, uh, that you lose over stock and you get a, a hot lunch. Uh, no brainer. And yes, they're expensive, but they, you literally pick it up and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is, it's four pounds. It's four. Um, and the stock one was, uh, blows your back out when you're carrying it. <laughs> yeah. 16. <laughs> so, uh, uh, diamond S silencer helium, helium hood, or, you know, now we have the zero composites carbon hood. Um, I'm a big fan of the hood and to Blaine's point, it's, 
it, it you know, uh, so a, uh, a skins hood loses seven pounds and then the carbon hood loses another, I think it's another pound and a half or two pounds over that. Um, and more importantly, it's where the weight is. The weight is high in the matrix chassis with that big headlight up high. Um, so to be able to get that weight lower really changes the handling characteristics of the snowmobile. And, and you know, both now the uh, zero composite carbon hood and the skins hood, um, they all have heated storage compartments and light options. So um, those are, you know, that's a must-have for me. And then, um, you know, last on my must-have list is, is shocks. Um, same... Same story. Um, I, I, the lockout feature is, it literally allows me to go places that I couldn't go if I didn't have it. Um, and that's important for me. I want to make the line. I want to continue to push my riding. I want to get into more steep and more technical terrain and my sled setup will allow me to do that and you know now that we have electronic adjustability so literally a button on your handlebar where you can go from soft medium firm to lockout all just without getting off of your snowmobile iqs has really changed the game for me and you guys know like i spend you know many thousands of dollars on tie bolts and all this stuff making my snowmobile lighter um and I will still sacrifice the couple more pounds that an IQS system weighs over a QS3 setup because of the convenience and the adjustability uh, and the ease of the adjustability. And so um, I still think, you know, the coil package is, is for those guys who love to set it and forget it. Um, you still get the lockout feature and you don't want to deal with air. The coil package is as good as it gets. Uh, the QS3 air package, this is kind of like our big seller, our number one seller um, because of the performance of the air shock and what you get, um, you know, from a weight loss standpoint, it's like almost four pounds over like a chaos package. And then you have all the adjustability of soft, medium, firm, and then soft, medium and lockout in the rear. So shocks for me. Um, and so that's, that's, that's it. That's, I mean, that's our list. And, and y you know, it's interesting. I, I gave these guys homework last night that they weren't happy about, but the homework was not algebra. It was literally, Hey, Give me your top 10 list and we'll we'll reconvene in the, in the morning and talk about it. And so before we started the podcast, we're looking at it. I'm like, well, yep, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought for sure your must-have list would be carbon skid, <laughs> big bore turbo with nitrous. Like, just. Well, that's, I mean, that's on the, you know, the must-have on my personal snowmobile, right? Yeah. But just in general, right, like, you know, I'm kind of beating a dead horse here but in general these are the things that make our day better and um is a 900 boost a bonus hell yeah yeah is a carbon skid a bonus yes is all the lightweight goodies and stuff a bonus yes um i will say one i don't have on here that you know you don't ever see me riding a sled without an arctic fix wrap as well so yeah i gotta have a wrap too right i mean uh it is adding some weight but it keeps snow off it it, the sled looks awesome and it protects it. So, um, one thing we got a few minutes here where, um, I want to, cause we got beat up on this. I did a, one of these videos, uh, a couple years ago and we talked about must haves and all that stuff. And someone yelled at me for not saying that, uh, avalanche gear is a must have. Well, that's not a must have. That's an essential, right? That is you, you, okay. That is a must have. You that is probably the yeah, same definition. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna we're gonna touch briefly on some gear must-haves, and so my list was really simple. It's um, good, updated, new 
avalanche equipment and whether that's, you know, and we see it all the time when we do our beacon checks every morning, we have a guy roll in with, you know, a, a, a tracker two, right. Yep. Um, a beacon that would it get the job done? Yes, I will be able to find you if you're wearing that beacon. And yes, you would technically be able to find your buddy, but technology keeps advancing and changing. And, you know, the technology of the newer beacons is huge. Um, uh, so, you know, beacon technology, make sure you stay current on that. It's no different than a, we, we talk about it. It's no different as a, uh, if you have an iPhone 4. Could you make a call? Yes, you sure could make a call, but it can't do anything that your new iPhone does. So just, you know, spend the money, upgrade every few years, learn to use the beacon correctly, uh, practice with it. And, and you know, that's and that's, that's the biggest thing. We see people show up and be like, hey, I got all the brand new gear. It's like, okay, have you put your shovel together before? Have you pulled your probe, probe? out? No. Have you practiced with your beacon? Well, no. Well, that's, I mean... Have you, you ever deployed your bag? No. You need to do know it right how in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, repack it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So exactly, uh, Blaine. Great. And do great, that every year. Great. Like, great point. And it's not once a year, right? It's yeah. like, it's practicing. Yep. I mean, that you know that one time that you that you need to be on point and ready to go. You don't want to be fumbling with how to put your shovel together or like, how does this probe work or. Like, you know, just you want to be proficient with the beacon. So all, all of those things. And, and you know, we enjoy, you know, I think, I, I mean, I really love on uh, after lunch up on the hill with a group, you know, one of you guys will go stash a beacon and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll kind of put a, a pressure situation to the group. And it's amazing what happens when you like make them do something that they're not quite comfortable. And with. it keeps everybody fresh too, even 100%. the guides. Even us. Yep. yep. So Avi equipment. Um, and then, you know, same thing with the, with the beacons, uh, probe shovels, all that equipment keeps advancing. The actual avalanche uh, airbag systems keep advancing as well. Uh, all of us here, uh, well, myself and Blake, we, we run uh, the climb um, Avi bags with the super capacitor technology, um, with the fan and on, and all of that. And we really like it. Uh, Blaine, what are you running? I've got the Arva vest uh -huh. and I just like how tight it is to my body and compact, yep. but it doesn't have that super capacitor. And I've had a day where I pull my avalanche bag out of my truck and I pull my bag. Mm. You accidentally like, pulled the handle. I accidentally pulled the handle. And then it's like, well, I repack it, but I'm done for the day. Like right. I can't use that again. I don't get two deployments and then I got to go to the dealer to get it refilled or, well, go through all that. You can't just pack it up and go again. And two with that, uh, this year we went to Chile with Climb and being able to travel. You were with, able to fly with it. I, I'm able to fly with it because it doesn't have a canister. Um, so that right there is such a huge bonus. And that would actually be, you know, a must have having a, a battery operated, um, you know, avalanche pack. Yeah. Because what you can't travel with a canister. No. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So and the multiple deployments. Like Kyle and TJ or Blaine <laughs> and I were screwing around pulling bags. Well, I can't pull Blaine's bag because he can't <laughs> he can't ride the yeah. rest of the day then. Um but just being able to repack it and knowing that okay, this In is gonna In fifteen minutes it's gonna, gonna recharge work. with the double A's and you're gonna be able to have another pull. That's right. Yeah. Um and then kinda following along with the gear must haves, you know, good reliable gear. Um it's it's so important. Um, you know, I think about this often, you know, when we're all the way out in Spring Creek and, you know, we're 34 miles from the truck, 34 miles from the truck and it's 20 below in the bottom of Taylor Park and we're riding and we have a, a smile on our face and we're literally wearing like a base layer and a thin shell. 
It's like, dude, this is amazing stuff. Literally amazing stuff. How am I warm when it's 20 below? I'm standing up on my snowmobile going 50 miles an hour down the trail and I am warm and comfortable. It's amazing. So like the gear is good. Like good gear is very important. Um, so good, reliable gear. Um, don't be that guy who doesn't have spare goggles. I hmm. do not want to lend my goggles to your sweaty face. I just yeah. don't. Okay. Um, I shouldn't have to be your dad and take care of you with spare gloves, socks, goggles. Okay. Which we've had to. So don't be a liability, be an asset. Okay. Be prepared, have your own stuff, which brings me to emergency gear, gear to spend the night. Um, I carry an extra base layer, uh, a huge pair of mittens uh, and an extra pair of socks. That is going to make me not die uh, when I have to spend the night. Yep, and fire starters. Of course, yeah, sorry. Fi that, yeah, fi fire starter. I am going to have a big-ass fire, and I'm yeah. going to have lots of clothes on, and I'm going to be warm, and then I'm going to get you out because you're the one who got me in there. And now we'll have those uh, those new silky saws this year. Yeah. Be able to cut down some big trees, have yeah. some bonfires. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know a must-have that you didn't put in there that I know is in your bag at all times? Reese's? It's a, well, that too, but <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Reese's. But uh, a fuel siphon. Yeah. Because you are always running out of fuel, man. <laughs> I am, and you're right. That is a must-have, and I do have that in my tunnel bag, which you guys can see. So um, <laughs> to kind of follow up on this, uh, uh, this video, make sure you check out on, uh, on our YouTube page. You can see the contents that we carry in the handlebar bag, what I carry in my tunnel bag. Um, all of that stuff is online. We've done, uh, you know, multiple videos on that. So, um, I think that kind of wraps up this, this first podcast of, uh, of the 23, 24 season guys. I hope, uh, I hope it was helpful. Um, uh, I will tell you from an online store standpoint here at BBA, um, Blaine and Ashley have been absolutely crushing, um, getting orders out. And, uh, from an inventory standpoint, we are as good as we ever have been. And so we are locked and loaded and ready for you guys. And this is why it's fun to talk about it. And, you know, it, it probably get, you guys get sick of me hearing me, hearing me say it, but we don't carry a lot of stuff here at BBA. We just carry the right stuff. And it's, it's funny again, when we compare the two lists, it's like, well, shoot, we only have to stock like 20 items uh, in the whole store to make sure people are happy when they go snowmobiling. And, and so um, it doesn't take a lot of things. It just takes the right things. So well, guys, thanks for um, doing your homework last night. I'm proud of you. Blake, you did yours this morning. That's about what? That's that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, uh, just want to say uh, thanks, guys, for all the support. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll keep knocking some of these uh, podcasts out. And until the next one, let it freaking snow.